I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Whispering Woods podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And today's episode is all about Ouija boards. Yeah. I always say, yeah. You're, I must say, you're looking rather cosy today, Toby. Yeah, I am. What do they call that that you're wearing? Oodie. <laughs> is it just, is it called Oodie? Like without the H, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I think I might have to get one for Christmas. Mm. Very snug and warm with your boots on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, I want to quickly mention that if we sa- if the sound is different today, um, we are recording in a slightly different place because we can't get to our normal spot. That's the Christmas trees now there. Yes. <laughs> Which you haven't quite finished decorating yet, have you? No. <laughs> right, should we get started? Yes. I've done an introduction about the history of Ouija boards. As normal, all links to stories and the introduction piece will be in the podcast description notes. Okay, I've got a quick shout out as well to give to Chris T. Thank you so much for messaging me uh, the other day, Chris, and those lovely comments about the podcast. It really is appreciated. It's what keeps us going, really, because we receive that feedback and it's like, Oh, yeah, people are actually enjoying the podcast, so we, we carry on with it. You want to give a quick shout-out as well, don't you, Toby? Yeah, to Bob for his 71 birthday this week. Hope you have a lovely one. Yeah. Yeah, let us know if you've got any birthdays coming up. We will try our best to give them a shout-out on the podcast. It was February of 1891 when the first advertisements for Ouija, the wonderful talking board, first began to appear in printed publications. The board was promoted as a magical device that would answer questions about the past, present and future, 
and would provide never-failing amusement and recreation for all the classes. It also purported to offer a link between the known and unknown, the material and immaterial. In 1848, spiritualism, the ability to communicate with the dead, hit America, largely due to the Fox sisters who claimed to receive messages from spirits in the form of knocking on walls in answer to questions. And with these stories and that of other spiritualist mediums hitting the national press in the late 19th century, the US became firmly clasped in the grips of a spiritualist movement that would sweep the nation. With average life expectancy of 50 years and women frequently dying during childbirth, children through disease, and men in war, particularly the American Civil War, people wished to communicate with their lost loved ones. As seances were seen as compatible with Christianity, it wasn't out of place to speak with the dead on a Saturday evening and then go to church the following morning. But people soon became impatient by the methods used to gather these messages from the dead as they took far too long. For example, table-turning parties where guests would place their hands upon a small table and it would move around or knock on the floor in response to letters of the alphabet being called out, or automatic writing, which was hard to decipher. It was in 1886 the New York Daily Tribune reported on a new type of medium for communication the talking board that was being used by spiritualists in camps across Ohio and the article captured the attention of Charles Kennard. In 1890, Kennard pulled together four investors to form the Kennard Novelty Company who went on to design and manufacture the Ouija board to be sold as a toy. He was awarded the patent in 1891 and it was even testified that the board was proven to work by the patent office before it was even allowed. There are conflicting stories as to how the name Ouija was born. In one version, Kennard is quoted as saying the name came from using the board and asking it what it should be called. The word Ouija was spelled out and when asked what it meant, it was relayed that the word was ancient Egyptian for good luck. In another version, it is said to be the combination of the French and German words for yes. So, Toby, Yo. have you ever done a Ouija board? Nah, would you? <sighs> I don't know. They freak me out. Mm. When I was a bit older than you, we did one in my friend's house. And she, like, we all, pretty much all of us, lived in uh, council houses or ex-council houses. But she had this big house in a posher area of Bristol. And one night, we all stayed up there. Now, it had always been spoken about that the back room was haunted. And not by a pleasant presence 
<laughs> but so, of course, as you do, her parents went up to bed. We were all having a sleepover and we decided to do a Ouija board. So... What, you had a real one? No, we didn't. We made one, you know, as you do, cut out pieces of paper. They probably weren't even cut out. We just ripped pieces of paper, did the alphabet, normal stuff, you know, yes, no, and uh, glass. So... We're in the back room of all places. Teenagers, what are you all like, eh? So we're in the haunted room and we started doing this Ouija board. So, I, you know, it's a long time ago, so it's all a bit hazy. But it pointed to two letters, the S and the T. And it was actually probably one of my most frightening experiences that I've had with paranormal. We were all petrified. And I think, you know, you obviously, you feed off that fear. Have you ever had it when your friends are frightened and then you everybody ends up getting frightened? I don't know. What about you've had it? Oh, I know George has, actually. Because remember that abandoned property you guys used to go and hang out? Yeah. He, because he's re- your brother, he's not really into the paranormal at all, is he? He's, he's a bit, actually, he's a bit of a scary cat. He likes to, he thinks he's a big fan, but he likes to watch Disney. Uh, <laughs> but um, he went into that abandoned house and he came home and I'd never seen him so frightened because he said they, there were noises in there or something happened. Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard scary stuff, seen scary stuff, but. Yeah. They don't really get scared though. Well, not even if your mates have got scared. Well, I don't know. It depends what it is, what they're scared of. Yeah, I've had it at various occasions though, where we've all got scared. I'm going way off topic now, and I promise I will come back to the Ouija board. But another situation of this is um, our, we had a youth leader, like for a club that we used to go to as teenagers, and we were camping in the absolute middle of nowhere in the Black Mountains in Wales. Where we were camping, there were no facilities. It was just a field, a farmer's field. And then across the way, across the little lane, there was an old church in the churchyard. So we decided to go and investigate. And we were over there and we all felt drawn to this one headstone. And I still remember the name. Bearing in mind, I was about 14, so not much older than you. And her name was Dinah on this gravestone. And she died when she was young. So we all decided that we were going to try and communicate with her. And it ended up, <laughs> I think I got possessed, or maybe Auntie Rachel did. But anyway, it all got quite hysterical where we fed off of each other and off of the fear. And especially being in the middle of nowhere, just a bunch of kids, with one adult, I think he was probably asleep. And it all got a bit weird. Yeah. You know, it's like when you you feed off of that fear so if one of you senses something it's like you all do and it like manifests and it kind of becomes real whether it was real I don't know but anyway that was the point I was trying to make in a very roundabout way so the Ouija board two two letters were identified and I'm not going to go into too much detail because you know it's it's a very sensitive issue But a few years later, um, something bad happened uh, with these letters and they were associated, people died, and they were associated with these two letters, which 
you know, I do believe that you can kind of make things sort of fit into place, you know, oh, it means this, it means that. But there was something really, really freaky about the whole night. And I probably will never do a Ouija board again. Has that put you off? Not really. I did it on the iPad. The Ouija board. Uh, That's not what I'm saying, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. Most won't believe me, but for what it's worth, I promise everything I tell you is 100% true and how it happened to the best of my memory. However, names have been changed. I was about 18 and I was hanging out at my friend Joanne's house with some other school friends. Can't quite remember how we got onto the subject, but towards the end of the evening, Joanne thought it would be fun to perform a seance. Joanne and her family were from Cape Town, South Africa and had a deep-rooted interest in the spiritual or at least that's what Joanne made out to us. With the lights off and candles lit we all sat at a round table with cards fanned out around the edge. Each card had a letter of the alphabet arranged A to Z and a shot glass placed in the middle. Joanne starts speaking out to the spirits in Afrikaans. I remember pulling a face and rolling my eyes. It was too dark for anyone to take offence at the time as I was an insufferable enlightened atheist. You know the type, cringy edgelord who thinks any form of spirituality or religion is beneath me and my superior intellect. I never wore a fedora, but I was damn close. However, what was about to happen made me question everything. It started mundane enough. A few questions were asked and the shot glass we were resting our fingers on started to move to and fro. Until eventually... One of my friends asked the spirit if they were associated with anyone in the room. The shot glass moved directly towards me. Incredulous, I asked the spirit, if you were associated with me, then what's my mother's maiden name? My eyes fixate on the letters that spell out her maiden name, Jones, but the glass started spelling out something different. First glass went to T, then H, then O. I thought then it was bull, as this was completely wrong, but then I was struck by a horrific realisation. When my mum was six months old, her biological father died of a heart attack, and a year after that she took her stepfather's name. I completely forgot this in the moment as I was expecting the glass to read out the maiden name she had for the majority of her life, but it was actually spelling out her original maiden name of Thompson. It was a fact so trivial that I barely remembered it myself. It was something never talked about, even within my family, as it happened so long ago. It would be hard to believe that any of my friends would know this esoteric piece of my family's history 
that occurred 20 years before I was even born. But nonetheless, somehow, it was being spelled out in front of my very eyes. Thompson. My school friends and I wouldn't talk about anything deeper than video games and boobs at that age, so there's no way I ever mention this to any of them. It's not like one of my loser friends had a copy of my mum's birth certificate and none of them had ever met anyone else in my family. There was literally no way anyone could have known this. Before I could contemplate this for too long or ask any other questions to my ghostly associate, Joanne's mum came into the room and turns the light on and with a thick South African accent shouts something like, Bloody hell, Joanne, stop messing around with this silly crap and put a definitive stop to the proceedings. Of course, at the time I played it off as a prank, but the more I think of it, the more my mind wonders. Did something actually paranormal happen that night? I know it's nothing dramatic or exciting. I didn't see an apparition or cryptid. But unlike 90% of the rubbish you read on Reddit, this experience is actually true and something to this day I can't explain. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Have you ever used any, like you've said you used the, the Ouija board on the iPad, have you ever used any of those other sort of apps that you get? What? Scary phone call from Killer Clown Prank. <laughs> no, no, I do remember you, you doing that one. Um, no, like uh, the ghost, ghost hunter apps. Yeah. You know those ones? I did it in the running building. You did? Did it yeah. do anything? Did anything happen? Yeah, I told you about that. Oh, I can't remember. Where it all basically it was like it was it said um said it's it said like Jack Summit. Like Jack and then the second name. Mm-hmm. And it said no hair. What no hair? Yeah. And then we were and it's like stuff bringing that and then we was in the base the dungeon the not dungeons, the basement thingy. <laughs> yeah. And it's like so you, George probably told you about it as well. It gets smaller and smaller all the way up there. Yeah. We were in one of the rooms and then we were ghost hunting. And there was it said it said baby on it. And then we look and then we're looking around and then the lumps on the floor and then there's baby casket. Oh was there? Yeah. Mm. 
but it wasn't no normal like baby pasket. It was like one of the like it looks like the one that was Moses in like a casket, a weird one that you put so bread when, in. So when you're saying casket, do you need to do, do you know what a casket is? It's like when you put a body in it. Huh? Like a casket oh, can be well, not casket, whatever it is. So, like a baby's basket. Yeah. Yeah. That they sleep in when they're little. Yeah. Oh. That is a bit freaky. Yes. I used to use that other that ghost hunting one. You know where it comes up with the colours. What? And when then there's it's heat. On the yeah, and it says yeah. words. Was it the same sort of one? Mm, I don't know. I can't remember. Mm. I think it just like recorded like the sounds and just tried picking everything up. Right. I don't know. Because I used that one actually when John was really ill, Maze's dad. And it said to me, you know, up, as you know, you, you did end up passing away. And it said some, some stuff that really connected to that whole experience you know that whole thing which was quite freaky and I had to step away from the paranormal for a while then you know for quite some time but, but I soon came back <laughs> <laughs> right are you ready for the second story yes I am this story happened in October of 2004 back when I was a third-year high school student. My friends and I stuck around the school late at night after our annual Halloween party. We had agreed to try out my friend's Ouija board. It wasn't the brightest idea, but we needed a thrill. We found a nice spot under a huge narrow tree and proceeded with our half-assed ritual. There were five of us, two boys and three girls. We were all expecting some kind of paranormal contact. Rumours had it our school was haunted, but we've never really experienced anything firsthand. And it was Halloween when all the spirits come out to play. We all wanted to get spooked. Also, we've never seen a Ouija board firsthand before, so we were pretty excited. Our school was an old Spanish colonial house, built in the 1800s, when the Spaniards still occupied the Philippines. We were in a section of the school that doesn't get used often, located beside a creepy old Jay's sweet house. People only go there when they needed to use the restroom, store equipment in one of the sheds, or make out with their boyfriends or girlfriends. We sat down in the middle of an open space, with only an exposed bare bulb nearby, illuminating the surroundings. We were all having a laugh, scaring each other with what-if scenarios. It was your typical dumb kid doing dumb things. My friend who bought the Ouija board proceeded to place it in the middle of our circle. If I remember correctly, it was the -the glow-in-the-dark version, which we found hilarious but it gave us the ability to see what was written in the dark. Not knowing what to do and going after what we'd seen in the movies, we all proceeded to place our index finger on the top of the planchette. We sat there looking at each other until one of us said, 
What's next? We didn't know if there was a proper way to start the ritual. Plus, the board didn't come with instructions. So we decided to just throw in a question. Is anyone there? I called out into the darkness. If there are spirits living here, please talk to us. One of the girls joined in. We clearly had no idea what we were doing. Still nothing. Not even the slightest bit of wind. One of my friends jerked the planchette and the girl who bought the Ouija board screamed, breaking the silence. We all laughed at how ridiculous it was. After a bit of joking around, we decided to give it another go. We all placed our index fingers on the planchette once more and asked, If there's anyone there, we would like to make contact. Don't break the circle, one of my friends jokingly said. Shut up, I whispered. We were just about ready to give up when the wind started to pick up. The stillness broke and the darkness around us seemed to move. Just a coincidence, we thought. Okay, don't break the circle, I yelled out. Is anyone there? I was excited. It was like a scene from a movie with dirt and dead leaves swirling around us. Guys, I'm scared, my friend sitting beside me said. My mum warned me about playing with forces we don't know. Did you die here? Were you killed during the war? Are you the headless priest that roams these halls? Do you know Jose Brazil, our national hero? Are you a hottie? My friend giggled. At this point, we were all throwing random stupid questions. Nothing. This is bull. I don't want to do it anymore, my friend said, exasperated. We were all thinking the same. Just then, a group of dogs from the neighbouring house started barking at us through the chain-link fence. These six dogs were growling and showing teeth. We all screamed, and without finishing the ritual, bolted right out of there. We didn't see each other until after Halloween break, and this is where the story gets creepy. One of the girls told us about a weird experience she had the night after playing with the Ouija board. She had gotten home late after hanging out with her friends from the neighbourhood when she realised she forgot the keys to her house. So she called her brother up, who was then still sharing a room with her. And what he said crept the hell out of her. He swore she was already home. He claimed to have seen her walk in a while ago and that she looked really tired and saw her head straight to bed. Creepy, but no need to freak ourselves out, was all I thought. Besides, her brother must have just been tired and seeing things. But then my other friend started telling us about an encounter she had that Halloween night. She was going up to her room when the lights started flickering as she was ascending the staircase. Your typical horror movie visuals. Shrug it off to faulty wiring. But just then, she saw the door to her room open and a dark figure stepped out and stood atop of the staircase. She couldn't make out the entity's face, but she recounted that she couldn't move and felt utter dread as the figure stared down at her. No way, my best friend who just joined in the conversation said in disbelief. Something happened to me as well. 
He recalled that he was sleeping one night when he woke up feeling really uncomfortable. He described his vision as having TV-like static and a feeling of heaviness surrounding him. He looked around the room and that's when he saw a bloody charred face with piercing red eyes grinning at him through the window. I couldn't believe what I was hearing because I had an almost run-in with death that night. After the ritual, I was sleeping in our sedan on the way home after fooling around with the board when I felt our car jerk. I woke up instantly. Looking out the window, I found out that we'd been hit by a huge oil tanker. I panicked and leapt out of the car. Luckily, my mum and I survived the crash since the front of the car was a total wreck. I still don't have an explanation why those things happened to us, but thank God nothing happened after that. I never played or got near a Ouija board ever again. Have you watched that horror film called Eloy? Um, you'll have to refresh my memory about this one. Well, it's like, uh, there's a kid called Eli, obviously, and, uh, well, his parents lied to him his whole life from he was, since he was young, telling him that he was, uh, like, allergic to the world, like, the outside in the world and that. Mm-hmm. And, but, basically, long story short, they take him to, like, a home which has got, like, air that he can actually breathe. Mm-hmm. But... He, he thought that he was allergic to the world for his whole life, but he wasn't. Right. Until until we found out he was, like, under a place. And then the people that were taking care of him, the nurses and the lady, they're, like, satanists or whatever they are. Satanists. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the kiddie lawyer's figuring out all the other kids that have been there before because he's seen, like, ghosts and that. Mm. And, like... And then, like, there's this girl on the outside, and it's Max from Stranger Things. Oh, I think I have seen that. I can't remember it very well, yeah. but yeah. And she, he, she tells him about it, and he's, like, looking around, and uh, it's, like, they do procedures on the people, and none of them made it, like, past the third procedure. Right. And, like, the pictures of them, they were, like, oh, like, they're just them, the kids, just their bodies, mm-hmm. them. Like, they didn't make it past the third procedure. Mm-hmm. And so all them, so like he was seeing all the ghosts of the dead kids, right? And his parents, none of them believed him in that. Mm. And but yeah, you just have to check that out for yourself. There you go, recommendation from Toby. Yeah, my recommendation. Have you seen the film Ouija? Ouija. Yeah, but I I've don't... watched a bit of it. It's an older... It's not an older one, but it's it's sort of based in the 60s or 70s. Yeah, I think I've watched yeah, a bit of it. Yeah, and the little girl... Because the, um, the mum is like a medium, but then the little girl, I think, is starts playing with the Ouija board. It's really good, actually. Mm. Like an origin-type story. I think it's like an origin-type story for the late... The, the, the older but newer Ouija films. Yeah, so that's what that's my recommendation. I think I might watch it later. Ooh. Uh-huh. This is the 13th episode. It is. What does that mean to you? 
Well, 13 is not a good number, is it? I, I disagree, actually. It's in our family, it brings good luck. Oh. Um, Grandad Cocker. We refer to him as Grandad Cocker, because that's what he calls all the boys the Cockers. And all the girls the Queens, because he was proper Bristolian. Unfortunately, he passed away on the day we launched this podcast, didn't he? Mm. It was all a bit bittersweet, but... um. But he always said that 13 was a lucky number for our family. And I am inclined to agree because my birthday's on the 13th. <laughs> okay, well, that is the end of the 13th episode. Please come back again. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed our Ouija episode. We've only got a couple more now till Christmas Christmas and just a reminder we will be releasing a special episode on Christmas Eve it's a a it's a Victorian time story I've said ghost story in the past but it's not actually a ghost but it's something Victorian and it is based in London so there's a little bit of a clue Um, and we will be releasing episodes on Christmas Day and New Year's Day but anyway Enough of all that. We hope you have a fantastic week and we will catch up with you next week. Goodbye. Take care, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.